Well, happy Pentecost, y'all. Happy birthday of the church. We uh, heard the story of the birth of the church as these tongues of fire came and rested on the disciples. They were in a house like they were when Jesus first met them in his first resurrection appearance to them. But things were different on the day of Pentecost. When Jesus first came to see them after the resurrection, the doors of the house were locked. They were afraid that their fellow Jews were going to come and kill them. And then 50 days later, Jesus had been with them and was raised, and they're in this house, and they're not afraid. The doors weren't locked, and the promise of the Holy Spirit comes. Something like this big sound of this rush of wind happens, and something like tongues of fire rest on them. And then their fellow Jews come out and say, what in the world is going on around here? And they come out of the house and say, well, let me tell you what's going on. And the Holy Spirit explodes out of them, and they tell them about Jesus, and the people believe. And the church is born. That's a good sound. You don't need to, you don't need to usher, it's a good sound. Um... And so the church was born, and we're celebrating the birth of the church, and I kept thinking this week, so who are we as the church? Maybe an obvious question, but who are we? We're people who believe, and we're people who act, so who are we? What is it that we believe? Well, we believe in God, but then again, so do the people of Israel. Believe in the same God we do. They believe differently about God than we do, but they believe in the same God, so that doesn't define who we are. We are people, we believe in heaven, we believe in life after death and resurrection. But then there are many faiths that believe in some kind of heavenly existence after this life. So that doesn't define who we are. We're people who gather together for worship. But just about every religion gathers for worship, so that doesn't define who we are. Who are we? We are people who believe in Jesus. And I know that's earth-shattering, and you're thinking, my God, what do we pay him for, if that's all he's got? <laughs> it's, I can't believe that Christians believe in Jesus. Wow! But I don't just mean that we believe that there was a Jewish guy named Yeshua from Nazareth at the turn of the first century who got a following of disciples together and then got himself killed when Rome said, we don't want to hear from you anymore. We believe that about him. But that's not what I mean. I don't even mean only that we believe that Jesus was God who became human and lived among us and died and was resurrected for our sake. I mean that too. But that's not all I mean when I say we believe in Jesus. When I say we believe in Jesus, what I mean is this. If you were to look into someone's eyes, right in their square in the eyes and say, I believe in you. That's what I mean that we would look Jesus square in the eye and say, Jesus, I believe in you. But I mean something entirely different than believing that he existed or believing facts about him. We believe in him. We trust in him. We believe in his teachings. We believe in the way that he has given for us. We, when we say, I believe in Jesus, what we're saying is, I believe in Jesus and I will follow him to the ends of the earth. I'll follow Jesus to the very gates of hell. That sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> I will follow you, Lord, to the very gates of hell. Okay, lovely. What about, I believe in you, Jesus, and I will...
follow you when I wake up in the morning. I believe in you, Jesus, and I will follow you when I go to sleep at night. I believe in you, Jesus, and I will follow you in all of the intervening hours every day of my life. That's what we mean when we say, I believe in Jesus. That's who we are as the church. And following Jesus ain't always all that easy, because sometimes we don't quite know where it is Jesus wants us to go, or what it is that he's asking us. What does this teaching mean? I mean, his disciples were constantly confused. What's he preaching about? I don't know. Peter, do you have any idea? No, last time I tried, I fell in the lake, and I I have no idea what he's talking about. We don't always know what Jesus is teaching us. We don't always know where he's leading. Or sometimes we do know. We know exactly what Jesus, what he, where he's leading us and what he's asking us to do, what his way is. And it's too darn hard. And we just think, I just can't do that. I just can't follow Jesus in this way. And that's part of why we gather together. Why we worship. Why we pray together. Why we study scripture together. So that when we're lost and just don't know what Jesus is trying to teach us, we got other people there to say, I think he might be teaching you this. Or when we know what Jesus is teaching us, and we know the way, and we just can't follow it. We've got people with us to say, you're right. That's exactly where Jesus is leading you. And I will go with you and be with you every step of the way. So we don't live this, we are the church, we are the body of Christ. We're not individuals of Jesus. We're in this thing together. Jesus didn't even go it alone. He gathered his disciples around him. And he gained strength and support from them. And we gained strength and support from each other. Because Jesus' way is not easy. And not always clear. We heard Jesus' way in the reading that we heard in this resurrection appearance in John's Gospel. As he says to the disciples, he breathes on them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And we wonder maybe, what does that mean exactly? But really we know what that means. Jesus didn't just say to to a select few within my church, they have the ability to forgive sins, and most people can't do that. Jesus didn't say that. Because he gave the Holy Spirit to these twelve that he started, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them on Pentecost, and then they left the house, and all those gathered around them received the Holy Spirit as it exploded out of them, out of the twelve. Forgive the sins of any, and they are forgiven them. Retain the sins of any, and they are retained. That is for everybody. Not just a few. We know what that means. We know what it is to forgive, and we know what it is to retain sins. Sometimes we kind of forgive, but not really. But I forgive, but I won't forget. Well, that means we're still holding on to it, doesn't it? We've still got the pain and the hurt and the resentment. And we're still holding on to that. So we forgive, kind of, but not really. 
Jesus, well done. You have died for the sins of humanity, and I will forgive them all. But I ain't going to forget it. That ain't quite as good a news, is it? We know what it is to retain the sins of people. When we kind of forgive, but not really. And we hold on to that anger and that hurt and that resentment, and it eats away at us, and it hurts us, and it keeps hurting that other person too. Truly to forgive means to let go. And to see that other person who hurt us, and to realize that other person is broken. They've been broken by a broken world. And so they broke me too. Well, of course they did. They're broken. And so I will let go of my anger and let go of my resentment and realize that broken person needs my forgiveness and I need to give that forgiveness. And then what we seek, what we truly seek is reconciliation, right? We seek a new and restored relationship. And if the other person is unwilling, well then so be it. We can't force it. But we give that forgiveness anyway. That's what God gives us in forgiveness is a new creation, right? Well, that's what we seek when we forgive. There's a restored relationship and reconciliation and a new creation that comes from that. That's what we do when we follow in Jesus' way. And we often can't do it alone and we need help and we need other people to gather with us and to talk about this and I need your help because I can't forgive. But will you help me to forgive? Will you help me to let it go? Will you help me to allow this new creation to happen? And then together we live out this life of reconciliation in the church. And together we look Jesus square in the eye. Say yes, Jesus. I believe in you.